Recording is starting, okay? No more goofing around. Derek, I need you to stay awake for at least five minutes of this episode. If you could, it'd be great. Do what? Actually, yeah. Actually, I'll grab I'll grab Derek's attention. Hey Derek, uh, in case you didn't know in seven episodes, it's episode sixty-nine. How about that? How about you guys not suck so I don't fall asleep this week? We were literally talking about a game that you're also playing. Whatever. All right. Um Episode 60. Welcome to episode 62 of the Current Gen Podcast. I'm Tim, here with Dan and Derek, a.k.a. Sandman. I don't know. What's a good name for someone who falls asleep? Isn't that that the Sandman, Mr. Split? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Old geezer. Old man. Um, All right. We'll try to stay interesting this time. Actually, we're going to close out the episode this week. So think of it like two halves. The first half will be some headlines. Second half... Will be all Resident Evil Eight. That's really the the main then game. Then why didn't you start the show without me? I only want to be here for Resident Evil. That's fair. Um, some of this news is actually kind of interesting, though. But anyway, uh, we'll close out with that that way because I know Derek's going to do a lot of talking for that. He's played it more than the other two of us. I'll have a little bit to say. Dan will have, I'm sure, some to say, and I think Derek will have a lot to say. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But first, we do have some headlines to get through. Let's start things off with the next installment of The Division from Ubisoft. It's called mm. The Division Heartland. So I got excited when I first saw this, and the, the image kind of looks like maybe um, kind of more out in the country. Obviously, it's called Heartland, so you would think Midwest or maybe out in the Northwest or something. And they've described it so far as a free-to-play entry, red flag. Uh, but they are saying it's a full standalone game. You don't really need to play the other two to play this, they're saying. And it's going to provide... Quote, an all-new perspective on the universe in a new setting. So my guess well, thank is... thank God for that. <laughs> my, guess, my guess is it's going to be a lot like the other two experiences, just probably a lighter version, very light on oh. story, my guess. I could have sworn I saw something real quick that I saw the word mobile, but maybe I'm mistaken. They are working on, on a mobile experience as well, but I didn't read too much into okay. that. I saw the word mobile, so I skipped on past it. Exactly. That's, so, that's the right thing to do. So there's that. Uh, listen, free-to-play doesn't mean bad. There's some really good free games out there. Like Genshin Impact from last year is a great example of doing I'm, it right. But well, there's also some real garbage yeah. ones. I mean, it, it, it makes total sense, right? I mean, that game's all about just getting new guns and new gear. So why not just make the game free and then just totally milk all the suckers that are going to be like, well, I need the best gun. I need the blah, 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 right. you know? They ended yeah. up selling... The last division game for like three bucks for like forever. So they <laughs> were already like hinting towards like, hey, not many people want to pay to play this game to start out with, so we're just gonna yeah make it super super cheap. Which it did, I think, jump the numbers a little bit, but yeah, it did sell pretty well. I think the first one probably had a longer lifespan though. Second one seems to be seems to have fizzled out a little faster. The the second one, I think. For the most part, it seemed like it was a better game, like the it way was. it like it, it was played. It was good. Yeah, but like I think the setting of the first one was more interesting, and sort of the pre- the premise was more interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do think it's yeah. interesting how much garbage 
was littered around the world of those there games. Was, there was so a much lot garbage. of garbage. So it'd be interesting to play a division game out in the Just wilderness. like Derek's opinions of Returnal. <laughs> Returnal. Such a good not game. A, not a word. <laughs> uh, this one I think you guys will both care about because um, you guys played Judgment. Well, they announced a full sequel, the full standalone sequel to Judgment called Lost Judgment. And it's coming out September 24th. Now, this might have been already hinted at or talked about before. This is the first I've heard of the full sequel to Judgment. So I thought it was worth noting. I watched the the trailer today. Uh And I had no clue that this was coming out. For those who don't know, they just released Judgment on PS5. I think Xbox Series X, too. Yeah, it's on there, too. And not PC, but basically it's just an upgraded version of the PS4 version. Um, and they didn't do a lot. That's why I actually held off from buying it because I already have the PS4. And apparently the only thing they really did is just boost it from 30 to 60 frames per second. They didn't even really touch the graphics or, or anything like that. But anyway, so I watched the trailer and I was like, this is really cool like it's like yeah. the trailer if you haven't watched it go watch it did it looks pretty stylish it's really cool like the whole story setup had me hooked it's definitely got a mystery that you've got to solve that's interesting um yeah. especially how they present it to you but i was like is this just like dlc for judgment that's what i was thinking it was um so it's actually kind of cool that it is a sequel it makes me want to play judgment like finish it because i thought that game was good but the problem is is i i'll admit with those games like yakuza all that i've only finished uh, i want to say two yakuza's there it's just such there's so much time in them and they're not my thing even though i like them so i don't want to explain it like i like them i would never bash them like retard no but I wish people would watch our show more. Dan's just shaking his head. He wants to cry. Why can't I don't want to cry? Like I, just, I just want to punch you so hard. I just th- listen. <laughs> I just think that face. the better joke would be Returnal. I don't know why we're not just sticking with Returnal. It definitely rolls off the tongue more easily, Tim. But I mean, yeah, Derek's got to make things more difficult. But every so. time you read me saying, "Well, really, yelling Returnal," you're gonna hear it in your head. Like I can't Returnal. read it. I can't read anything yeah, you say because everything's in caps. It's abbreviated. It's misspelt. You're just, like you're having an aneurysm while you're trying I'm everything to that's wrong with being an adult. Listen, <laughs> my point is, is it looks really interesting, and I actually will probably end up buying the PS5 version eventually when it drops. Hopefully, I will get into it and beat it, and then I would love to play this new one. I'm I'm actually pretty excited about. Yeah, September. Even 24th. if I don't finish Judgment, this looks like you could just play this because the story is its own story with the same character. But I mean, how cool is a game announcement that, for the most part, maybe some people really close to it kind of heard rumors. I I had not heard any more rumors yet, I'm... and then so announcement four months later is coming out i love yeah that. I, did, I didn't know no. i think it was uh so when i was um when i was working today and i was kind of scrolling through youtube just to find something uh to listen to i saw like it was like people were waiting because you know how like if they set up a stream that there could be like a bunch of people waiting and i saw it oh, it said so judge- kind of it said okay. judgment day and i saw sega and i was like judgment oh okay and yeah so i, I think it i think they just sprung it on people today which is super cool 
Because obviously that's how they should do these things is announce them, you know, six months at the most. Yep. And I, it's from the same studio that does I Yakuza, right? Now. I don't see the point in... I, I see the point in announcing games early, but not to four... Like Biomutants coming out this month, and we've known about it for over four years. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, to be fair, I think it was supposed to be out like last year, but then they were like, listen, yeah, we we need more time. This needs to be spruced up. So. Well, to be fair, yeah. I would say I was just using that as an example because sure. for years it's a smaller studio. And they even yeah. said as they were making it, the scope kept getting bigger and bigger. Right. And if you've watched that game, which I don't yeah. know if it's part of your it notes, looks way different now. I don't care about your notes. Um well, someone's the, someone's got a it's an attitude today. Someone's being sassy he today. Did, he, did yeah, someone's like my, sassy. he did not like my uh, retarnal joke. Someone's been spending like, too much time with Lady Demi, whatever her name is. Because sassy. I gave Lady D the D tonight. Oh, okay. Um, but anyways, I, what I was trying to say is that uh, it looks amazing. Like I was like, yeah, kind of on the. Um, the only reason why I bought it, I bought it on PC for like $35. I bought it early on so it, I could get it super cheap. And I was like, yeah, this will probably be good enough that I won't regret spending 35 bucks on it. But I was not expecting what I've seen so far. Like I watched Game Informer's like 10-minute preview where they were talking about it and showing a ton of footage. And I was like, this looks yeah. fun. The combat like, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, too. A lot of fun. Yeah. And I the world so. looks beautiful. The graphics look great. I'm sure they were playing on PC, I would imagine. But I mean, so. listen, this this could crash and burn. Like, I said, I'm right there with you because it looks like it's going to be fun. And there, there could be some kind of misleading, like, oh, it actually sucks to play. I don't think it's going to. I'm hopeful that this is one of those games that we didn't really see coming because we've kind of forgotten about it. And then, boom, it's like one of those kind of... Uh, sleeper hits of the year. I always love having a sleeper hit that I wasn't expecting. I feel like every year there's at least one. And it might not like win game of the year, but maybe it's in my top ten because I just... It just, well, I just wouldn't, wouldn't Returnal be a sleeper hit to me? Like, I, like... For me, it's a sleeper hit because I was not expecting first. I was not planning to buy it because I thought, eh, I might get it on sale or PS Plus. And then I watched some videos and thought, the shooting looks pretty fun. And I was kind of just passively waiting for you to suggest, like, hey, we should split some games. What do you want to get? And that was my excuse. Like, oh, Derek kind of wants to play it a little bit. So I'm going to buy it. And I'm so glad that yeah, I did. Pat, a... He's even passive aggressive with his purchases. <laughs> it's true. With my money. I mean, my money's sleeper, getting annoyed with me. <laughs> the sleeper hit would dictate whether, you know, it's sold a lot or not. And we don't actually know yet. So I guess I meant more like critically or just. Even sure. The show. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I, I meant it as a... in like sleeper as far as nobody I don't think anybody thought Returnal would be what it is. Like, well, I think people were, like, intrigued by it, but I don't think they expected nines and all that. People that do know the house mark, like, their games, like, they, they make very high-quality games. Like, even... They do, but they usually make arcade games. Well, that's sure. Right, right, right. But, but like, if you really think about it, this that's all this is. This is the sure. type of game they make, but they just made it a third-person third person. Yeah, Dude, it is a lot like Dead Cells. So the same kind of hooks that's that got into Dead don't Cells. Dead Cells got its hooks in me big time, because I don't usually like those kind of games, but something about those gameplay loops. As long as the combat is fun, and I think this combat is really fun. But we'll talk about Returnal again some other time. But speaking of Yakuza, because we were talking Lost Judgment... Um, they did say that they're going to remain a turn-based RPG series going forward. I imagine that doesn't mean that they're never going to make an action game again or action sequences. Because if you play any, you mean right? 
Yakuza. Yeah, if you've played any Yakuza games, you know that there's so many different little gameplay elements that they'll throw at you. There'll be a little mini game here or there. So there'll probably be some actiony moments for sure. But the main combat, it sounds like they well, want to stick to the turn-based. I think they... that's I think that's going to be the thing now, right? They're going to have Judgment be like the old Yakuza games, which are more action-oriented. I think you're right. And then they're going to have that, you know, continue the Yakuza, the Yakuza series, but it's going to be the new turn-based style combat. So. Which I don't quite understand. Why wouldn't you just let Yakuza be Yakuza and then make Judgment a yakuza light type game, but you do the art? They just want to They just want to sw- ch- switch it up. Switch it yeah. up, bro. You don't do that. Hard to say. YOLO, bro. YOLO. Well, <laughs> so those were two of the more general announcements I wanted to highlight. Then there was... Um, couple of nintendo ones i thought were interesting there's a game that i'm mainly just highlighting because i know my son and i will play it coming out in june it's called game builder garage it's basically mm, a super nice. light way to learn how to program a game so if you've ever if you've ever seen any of those coding or programming mini games they're usually browser based my kids love to go on these coding things where you can code your own activity or code your own game and they're basically learning the basics of how to type in a command sequence them together and then watch it play out or maybe build yourself a little version of pong or something so they're doing something like that for switch called game builder garage and they've added a few more tools it's very simplistic like this is not the this is not like you know mario maker 2 even it's not even quite to that type of level of intricacy it's meant to be more i think beginners who want to learn how to create games and then how to layer some visuals over them and stuff so sounds like an interesting concept uh and it comes to the switch on june 11th a lot of touch screen stuff you can do if you're playing handheld mode so that one will I be did, fun i did watch the trailer it had it was a very nintendo trailer very nintendo um, had yeah, nintendo very very kid friendly i mean it's targeting kids i think but it did look like you could draw at some assets but i mean i'm not sure how much you can draw i think it's sure I still think there's some parameters within which you have to stay when you're doing okay. that kind of stuff. But yeah. I mean, they look all like pixel. Basically, in the trailer, it looks like you know something a, a seven-year-old would be capable of drawing and kind of bouncing around, you know, yeah. that character. So, but I think I, I get the feeling that because, and I've just seen my kids do this with school and different activities where they've brought home a book or some kind of assignment where they have to go and code something, mm-hmm. and it's very like colorful and bubbly, and they're trying to teach kids the basics of coding and how coding right. works. This has the same vibe to it when I looked at it of yeah. drag and drag and drop a lot of the little boxes to come. I mean, I'm just basing this off of Mario Maker, but like Nintendo's really good at making these kind of games or the right. you know, making these them platforms. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. kind of like I mean, gamifying what's normally work, they're making that part fun. Right, and and that I can appreciate because like I've I've tried like years ago delving into RPG Maker and there's like been di- different iterations over the years. Yes. And it's um you look at it and it's like oh I really want to like get into this and some aspects are easy like just simply choosing like you know what kind of like weapons and customizing things and the way the character looks but like once you get into the minutia of it and trying to figure out how to connect maps and like making like an actual event like a cutscene yeah. happen so to speak like it's like how do I even like because there's no tutorials yeah. so it's like it's it's very difficult you know. I like so. the idea of rpg maker but every time i've actually fired it up in the past it's like whoa this is way too much but if you can download on most consoles and systems i think even pc you can download essentially just the rpg maker player and you can play games that others have created on there i've i've contemplated getting the new one because it did actually come out on ps4 yeah Um, i just haven't some some stuff that other people make is surprisingly good so you yeah. just look for the ones that are rated real high. And, uh, but other Switch news is that they are now up to 84.6 million units sold. And I know that you know selling a console isn't 
necessarily the best mm. barometer of how well a company is doing. But that puts them in eighth place overall in total console sales in history, just behind wow. the PS3. PS3 was up to 87.4 million units sold. So I don't think it's going to take Switch long to surpass PS3 and jump up to seventh. The next big jump after that will be the Wii, which was 101 million. Mm. So I think I feel like if the Switch can pass the Wii, that's a, that's a really significant moment because the Wii was Nintendo's home run, right? When yeah. They were on a downward slope, and then the Wii just killed it. So, um, yeah, Switch is still rocking. That's um, that's pretty great. You know, that pendulum swing from Wii U to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, yeah. That was quite the valley between the Wii and the Switch. Um, Indeed. At least in terms of sales. Yes. All right, one more quick thing from Sony, and then I've got some interesting stuff from Microsoft that I thought was worth looking into. Um, some of the stuff from this Apple and Epic trial that's come out. But um, <laughs> there was a, a new trailer put out for the Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade game. And I guess there was some sort of presentation or statements made along with it. I didn't watch it, but um, I did watch part of the trailer, but I didn't see the um, whole. Was there a presentation of some <laughs> kind, like a full thing? I did read there was a presentation. I just I didn't watch anything because, to be honest, I just don't want to see anything else. Yep, um, I'm right there with you. I, I kind of um, just see that it's there, then I stay away from yeah. it because I just want to play it. I did. I did read some snippets of. Uh, uh, I think Nomura did an interview with I don't know some website or whatever, um, and he just gave like kind of like a quick update with um, part two. I I think they're further along that most people. You know how like if people want to be cynical and joke about Final Fantasy, I th- I think they're further along than what most people think they are. Um, That's what it not, sounded like with what not he was close saying. to being done, but like yeah. definitely further along en- enough where he thought that they're in a good place to show some kind of a trailer. But apparently the execs above him were kind of like, eh, not yet. Let's just, let's give it a little more time. So it's he like, basically okay. said it's going really well. They feel good yeah. about it. And it's going to be a very different environment than the first game was. Obviously we kind of knew that, but he was just confirming. Right. Yeah. I took that, that as like, clearly this is now you're outside of Midgar. Midgar is a very sort of like, you know, sort of near future yeah. sort of almost cyberpunk like kind of just heading out into the wilds metals metal everywhere and now it's just open uh wilds so yeah but yeah the other thing was that remake integrate is confirmed as a ps5 console exclusive for at least six months so that mm-hmm. means doing the math on that december 10th is the earliest that you would possibly see this show up on other platforms but what's interesting there is that they told us it's a six month so do you think we'll see series x and pc get final fantasy 7 remake this winter it's weird that they're saying six months for intergrade when final fantasy 7 remake they said it was exclusive for a year so technically the year's already up so did they extend it with intergrade like i don't really i don't know it would Uh, be weird if they did put out the non-integrate version on right. other consoles between now and December. Like in my right. mind, it's just like cool. <laughs> in December, maybe around the holiday, maybe just after New Year, yeah. PC and Xbox gamers will get the whole Final Fantasy VII remake Part One experience, integrate yeah. and all. I mean, to me, that makes the most sense, but we'll yeah. see. I'm wondering if that's what it because yeah, it would it wouldn't make sense to release like remake regular vanilla edition and then release like the integrate yeah. edition. Like so, yeah, I don't know. That's strange. But we'll see what happens there. So that was all I could find for Sony this week. But here's some stuff with Xbox I thought was interesting. And Derek, since you're supposed to be our resident Xbox, I'm curious what you think about some of this stuff. But I think we kind of knew this already. So basically, during the trial, the witness that's been brought in uh, from Xbox, I think it was a couple of different people, specifically some VPs from Xbox. And what's happened with this 
it's supposed to be Apple versus Epic. That's what this whole trial is supposed mm. to be. But it's kind of become a way to air these gaming industry secrets in some ways, or at least some inside information, which has been kind of fun. And these three that I thought were interesting all were Microsoft-related so far. Uh, the first one is that they confirmed that they've never sold a console at a profit. Does that surprise either of you that Xbox has never sold a console at a profit? Really? Mm, not really. No, that is that is surprising because like usually towards the latter half of a console's life cycle, they're making some kind of a profit. I mean, even the PS3 did, and I, I'm pretty sure I remember them saying that they did. So well, I that's... feel like Microsoft drops their prices <laughs> more dramatically than the other two, <clears throat> typically. <clears throat> so maybe they okay. always stay just under the amount that would help them make money. Yeah. Um, but this does kind of confirm for all of us, like, hey, this is why the subscriptions have always been so important. Yeah. Xbox yeah. Live and now Game Pass and stuff like that. So, Interesting. Um, that's, that was number one. Number two, uh, it was revealed that internally their discussions, their expectations, as they were looking at the competition, they fully expected, at least at this time last year, that during 2021, Metroid Prime 4, Bayonetta 3, and Breath of the Wild 2 would all be out on the Switch. So, like, internally and their connections and what they knew, I just thought that was an interesting Wait, what? assumption they were making. So, Microsoft is assuming that Nintendo was going to, like, because they were trying to measure up what's the competition doing with their exclusives. Okay. And so, they were kind of assuming Nintendo's going to be delivering just like Sony on all these major exclusives they've announced. And, of course, we know so far, at least, Nintendo has not done that. Um, so, why is any of this even being connected to Apple versus uh epic like that seem this all seems very like that just kind of like hey pay attention to this detail over here that we somehow know it, yeah I, d I didn't grab the full context of everything but it all has mm. to do with just witness testimony they're providing as they're asked certain questions okay and, um and i'm assuming that this comment about the nintendo exclusives is probably just to make some kind of totally separated point about yeah. how they keep track of or how they talk internally about the competition or something mm. like who knows but okay. somehow that came up and it was just funny to hear like based on what microsoft knew and i would assume they're connected and have some informants of some kind they assumed those games are all coming out this year mm. and um doesn't look like that's gonna happen maybe one of them that'd be great if one of those drops this year uh last one i thought was the most interesting so this is some internal documents that microsoft has about the last of us part two uh, so i'll just read some of these quotes and some of the descriptions there so this is an internal document from Microsoft. It says this. The Last of Us Part Two is the exceedingly rare video game where what it accomplishes in moving forward the art of narrative storytelling in video games as a medium ultimately outweighs whether or not everyone likes or even if everyone has fun playing it. And then Xbox goes on to praise their gameplay as a notable improvement over the first game, calls the visual quality and attention to detail absolutely best in class in basically every area. The overall presentation is significantly ahead of anything that other teams have been producing on console and PC. So, like, Xbox internally, this is the kind of document that they weren't planning on releasing. They weren't, like, this isn't Phil Spencer tweeting out, good job, Sony. Like, this is their internal thoughts mm. on The Last of Us Part Two. Then they said they were frequently stunned by the, the game's visuals, something that sadly seldom happens these days, they said. As for the choice to split the narrative between the two main characters, they understood that players had strong feelings but they also love that Naughty Dog was able to deliver the story that they wanted to tell so this is this sounds a little bit like hey we admire it and we're a little bit jealous of it like this is where we want to get they should this be. is this part was funny and i was curious derek what you and, and and dan what you think about it too xbox says their biggest gripe 
with The Last of Us Part Two was the inventory system and the lack of any kind of quick switch between items and moment-to-moment gameplay. Mm. Also, they were critical of the gun, gun combat. This sounds like something Derek would write. It says, Naughty Dog still can't seem to make decent gun combat in any of their games, and this one is no exception. <laughs> sure. Ouch. It's not been it hasn't been their strong suit for right. ever, pretty much. So well, what I kinda love about that is that so they take a shot at them right there, but it's not again, it's not like we're just trying to be mean. Like this was their honest appraisal sure. internally of this game. And um and I just I found that fascinating because you just don't hear almost in any industry, especially gaming, companies honestly talking about other companies and their products very well, often. I mean, they're not technically talking about it. It's being brought up in some court yeah, case, in some courtroom that is for some reason like deviating over to Microsoft, even though the two companies are Apple and uh, and uh, Epic. So it's I like... think it might have to do with um, they're <clears throat> interviewing a whole bunch of different companies on different topics within this case. So Still seems weird, Tim. I don't understand. Yeah, that's, that's but... a little weird. Derek, but... what do you think about Xbox's thoughts on the last of us part two does does that surprise you at all that they would have an internal document reviewing a major game from another company no i think i think all companies should do that i don't know if sony does it because they're they come across as more arrogant but to me if you're running a business and definitely if you're running it behind like like to be Microsoft or Xbox, you can't be a fanboy. And what I mean is you can't sit there and release the games that you're releasing, paying attention to your competitors and being like, we're just as good or better. Like if you go into podcast Unlocked, that's what you're going to hear is Xbox games are great. Now, there's a lot of PlayStation fans in there. But my point is, is like fanboy, that's their mindset. Yeah, You can't do that if you want to run a successful business. You got to be able to look at it objectively and go, there's a reason PlayStation outsells us. There's a reason why they're, I would say, better. And it's because they make better games. So what do you do? You go and study what they do. I'm not saying you want to mimic it, but you want to at least take what they do and then try to take it further. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I think anybody who wants to run a successful business 100, 100% should be doing that. And even Sony or PlayStation should be doing that. They do what they do well, but they should be looking at Microsoft and Nintendo and going, okay, what do they do well? For instance, yeah. Microsoft does a really good job of creating narrative, like single-player narrative-focused games that are always co-op, and they nail it. Like, you can play a co-op game, you That's can true. play a Halo or a Gears, but you're still getting that single player experience too so and not all games can do that for instance outriders try to do it i know that's not playstation but my point is is it try to do it it's a super fun game i know it gets made fun of but it's really really fun but it didn't nail the narrative part of it it's not very interesting it has a decent story but the way it's told is not done very well and playstation's never been able to do it so yeah well yeah. it gave a long well, answer they, that's just where my brain goes I, no well, I like they that. don't or they don't want to, because clearly they, uh, for the most part, their first-person games are very narrative, single-player focused. So yeah. they obviously don't care about that one particular detail that much if they are taking notes and reviewing internally and so on well, and so forth. I was thinking, too, it would be great if Sony had some internal documents talking about, all right, Microsoft is doing the 
archiving of games and backwards mm. compatibility so well. What can we do? like? I hope yeah. that they're looking at that. I hope Nintendo's looking oh, at. Oh, like, they're definitely Microsoft. doing that. We were talking about games. That's where I was taking it. But as far as like how, uh, like for instance, like you were saying, the way Microsoft has gone from okay, right now we're not releasing games at their level. Hopefully we will, or we'll buy everybody who makes games so we can be like, hey, we do do it. Um, (laughs) They stopped making games when we bought them, but we own them. So yeah. (laughs) But um, but as far as services and and stuff like that, they're top of the line to me like yeah, sony exactly. doesn't compete in that area they're trying and and i know they are planning or at least the rumors were they're planning to make some adjustments but i think but no, all companies should be doing this sony's up their game in those ways that i don't think they would have if it weren't for microsoft doing so well at it so sony has made some great steps forward even if you've used their app and stuff like that like they've they've really done a good job of trying to combine services but they're just not there, you know. They're still not Sony, there. Nintendo's s- behind in that. Sony's like almost like this like middle child between Nintendo and Microsoft. Like they try to do some things that are like that sort of the majority want, but then like they really kind of try to like argue against it as much as they can <laughs> until they have to pull the trigger because enough people are like being like, "Dude, cut the shit!" Like, like with the um uh, cross the uh, cross play across yeah, consoles, like right. they. They were being, <clears throat> sorry, so stubborn about that. But then people just kept pushing and pushing. Like with Rocket League, they were like, "Like, come on, like, just let us. Yeah. Do- we already have it set up. It's possible. Just let us do it." Like, yeah. Um, and, and it's just kind of, it's a little bit of that Nintendo um stubbornness. I think, I think it's just kind of like being set in their their old ways. And and they like, well, this has worked for us. It's like, yeah, but like now Microsoft has Game Pass, and like people are super into that. So. You got to figure something out like it doesn't have to be identical, but something that's like interesting and somewhat comparable. Like you have all these games, you've been around for so long, like, you know, people want to play your old games, damn it. What I think is cool about some of these internal communications at Microsoft that have come out, there have been other ones and I'm sure there's there's more whatever. Um, But what I think is cool is that it just shows a lot of transparency over at Microsoft. So even though they're. From the outside looking in, it's easy for someone like me to go, where are the games? You own so many studios. You've bought so many studios. And Sony's bought maybe like a tenth of those and still somehow keeps churning out more. What do you like? It's easy for me to say that from the outside looking in. That being (laughs) said, I do think internally as a company, they're doing the best they can to have, it seems like, have a lot of transparency. They're keeping an eye on the competition and the overall industry. And they really are trying, I think, with Phil Spencer's leadership trying to let the game developers do whatever they do at their own pace. That's what they're trying to do. I think yeah. it's coming back to bite them a little bit, you know, having no hard deadlines of any kind. But but yeah, I do like I like seeing the transparency and the fact that they are openly talking about the rest of the industry. I just think that's kind of interesting. And I mean, yeah, and obviously Last of Us is superb, so I'll just go ahead as the pony pat myself on the back and accept <laughs> that accept that compliment. So thank thanks yeah. Derek. Thanks Derek. Appreciate yeah. it. It was the uh, it was the second it was the second best game of 2020. Um, behind you have terrible taste. behind Final Fantasy behind so. Ghost of Tsushima behind Final Fantasy right no that was third sorry uh, all right lastly I thought I thought Dan you might be interested in this uh, Open Country it's coming to PC and Xbox on June 3rd uh, so it'll Open be on Country. Steam and it'll be on Xbox um, it's a third person adventure survival game. 
set in kind of a modern American Northwest, maybe a little bit Canadian type. It looks like you're up in North Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, that kind of area. And it's a survival adventure game. You go hunting, you build your shelter. It's that, that idea. Sure. Sure. Are there Vikings in it? No Vikings. Sadly, it looks like you're, I'm out. It looks (laughs) like you're, uh, I do wonder though, like, can you eventually start your own cult and become the villain of Far Cry five? We don't Mm. know. yet. Maybe. This is actually secretly being developed by Ubisoft, and it's the prequel yeah. to Far Cry 5. Yeah, you get to be Joseph. It's Joseph, the early days. Yes. Um, so anyway, thought I'd highlight that one as well. But all right, let's stop talking about this. other. Who cares about news? Who cares about headlines? Let, <laughs> I'm going to talk about other stuff we're playing, all right? I know, Dan, you played a little more Pokemon Snap. We'll talk about that later. We know that you finished Returnal. I've been playing a lot more of Returnal. We're not going to talk did. about that. I, I did finish Returnal. We're not going to talk about that right now. We'll talk about that later. Right now, we're just going to talk about... Resident Evil Village. It's the only game that matters right now. That game just came out this weekend. Uh, I know I've put a few hours into it. Uh, Dan, you have too. Derek actually had off work today, so was able to put more time into it. But I'm going to throw it out to you guys first. Everyone who knows us and who has listened to this show for any length of time knows that as far as Resident Evil fandom goes, it's really just like Derek and Dan up here and Tim way down here. I did play through 7 and enjoyed it. And I watched the recap uh, before the start of 8 just to kind of refresh my memory a little bit. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was kind of an interesting little story they told there. I liked that. So I enjoyed 7. I do, and I, and I really enjoyed 4. Those are really the only two Resident Evil games I've ever gotten into. And so you should like Village since it's 7 and 4. I really, I really do like Village, but I'll get to my opinion later because I haven't gotten that deep into it. But my, I'll give you that first, my first impression. This game is impressive on a lot of levels, and I am really enjoying it. But I'll throw it to you guys first. What do you think about Resident Evil Village? Is it delivering for you? Do you want me to to go first because I have less to say? Because I've played only about two. How many hours have you played? I'd say about like two or three. Yeah, closer to three. Okay, so go ahead and talk. Um, Well, first of all, Tim, how dare you for not acknowledging Resident Evil 2 remake as the greatest Resident Evil of all time? Um. And, and second of all, let's acknowledge that I'm a pro gamer for finishing Returnal in like less than a week. So, congrats! Thank you. I can't Game. even get to the first boss. <laughs> <Returnal>. <laughs> this is not yeah. about the game being a problem. It's about Derek being a problem. <laughs> Derek is a problem. <laughs> um, so, I mean, obviously, similar feelings in reference to the demo because, like, or when I saw the demo, I was like, wow, the facial animation is especially that old woman right when you go into the village there is, like, surprisingly detailed. Like, I'm like, wow, this is, this looks really good. Um, the lighting is phenomenal, which, you know, I acknowledge from the demo, but, like, now kind of exploring some other areas that obviously the details of that lichen's face right up in your grill right in the early going it's just like oh okay bad teeth (laughs) definitely needs uh some kind of teeth uh teeth work there i just Um, want to know what their obsession is with like hand (laughs) and injury right yes right jesus christ Uh, ethan can this this dude uh, how is he not suicidal like, how has he just not been like, dude, screw this, and just, like, popped him right in the head? Just, like... Oh, okay, so quick quick minor spoilers, maybe, if you don't want to know anything about what happens, like, even yeah. to your own character, but just minor minor spoilers for both 7 and 8. And 7, I had forgotten this, but um, I was reminded when I looked it up, um, he gets his hand chopped off in 7. <laughs> yes, he does. I had forgotten about that, and then I then it came back in a rush, like, oh, yeah, they stapled it back on. That was pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he woke up and the family had stapled it back, right? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. And so 
I didn't, I guess I didn't, maybe this was explicitly talked about in the game and I missed it, but I didn't realize that Ethan clearly has developed some regenerative abilities. Mm. Both him and his wife have some kind of weird connection and abilities that have developed well, the because wife, of their exposure to what happened there. The wife had whatever that vi- the virus was. The mold from stuff. That, the, the mold virus from yeah. Seven, and then obviously, you know, throughout so the So in happen. this game... There is a hand that gets removed. Did you get to that part yet, Dan? The hand? No. Well, I mean, part of the hand gets uh, chopped, like, uh, nommed on. All right. Well, mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't say anything else. But uh, there's I mean, a similar thing that happens in this game. And I was just like, what? And then I remembered, oh, yeah, okay, that's a thing. I forgot that was Yeah, that yeah, thing. okay. All right. <laughs> Has it and healed fully? <laughs> yeah, the way, it, the way it gets back is hilarious. And it's the same that. hand, I'm pretty sure. So not only does it get nommed on... But then, oh yeah, he yeah. has the nom hand, and then something happens to the other hand. But oh, for God's anyway, sake. <laughs> sorry. It's just it's funny that Ethan has these regenerative. So it's a little bit. I mean, it's a, there are elements of it as serious and like and very dark and legitimately spooky. This game is. Oh yeah. Um, it also has a little bit of Evil Dead vibes to it, where it's kind of like we're gonna have fun with the horror pieces well, here. Like, you go yeah. pick up your own hand and reattach it. Like that's. I just, mean. That- it's that's the Resident Evil it. cheese. That's a little bit of the Resident Evil cheese, but they're kind of taking it to more of like a yeah, he's losing a limb or whatever, and it's like okay, sure. They never really went that far totally with the uh, the main cast of characters there, right? But um, but that's the mystery I think with Ethan, and I mean I don't know if they're gonna fully divulge divulge a little bit of like what his deal is because like we still don't know what his face looks like, and they really emphasize not showing his face, and I'm wondering if that's for a specific reason. I, I hope we find something out during the game. Because he's really Leon. They didn't want well, us to know. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think it's Leon. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, so in the trailers, obviously, we, I mean, people know that um, Chris is in the game. So, and I mean, yes, he is old. He does look older, but it's not like, you know, it's not like so some he like, shows up at the end of seven years down the future. And then right. he's, he's there really early on in the start of which, eight. which can we just real quick talk about how Capcom is so unbelievably decisive about how the hell Chris is supposed to look like, like how many different Chris's have we had? Like, do you know, Derek? Cause I mean, I'm going to well, guess whatever game guess, like, he's in, he's always different. The what? Whatever game he's in, he's always different. And he's been in at least five or six of them. Well, because, I mean, you figure in the earlier ones, he kind of looked the same. But then when 5 came along, apparently he got roided out. Because in 5, he's just huge and jacked. And his face looks a bit different. And then this one is more, like, you know, looking kind of like that version of... Um, of actually, he was in 6 too, right? Um, not as a playable... No, he was playable in 6, he yeah. I like. Yeah, so, you know, kind of more along the lines of buff Chris as opposed to the old, more lean Chris. Um, but then I don't know why at the end of seven, he looks like just like a normal dude, like not that Chris. He doesn't even look like how he looks in eight from seven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Seven, his face is completely different. Yeah. So it's very, very strange. I don't, I don't know why Chris seems to be like this, like, you know, morphing individual throughout the series, but I mean, he does have a beard this time. So I guess you can make, yes. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, as far as, like... What he looks actor, better this time. Seven, he, he looks yeah, yeah. stupid. This one, yeah. he actually looks like Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, for those who don't know, I mean, you'd have to be, like, not paying attention to this game at all. They just... They start the, the whole game off with, like... You've got Ethan and his wife, Mia, who... Which, by the way, if you've played Seven, you actually have a choice to 
not you could actually kill Mia um, or you can let her live. I they obviously have I played the game three times, so I killed her and let her live. But they chose that the ending was Mia and Ethan survive and they are married again. Now they have a kid. And then Chris is the one who like helped them relocate and start their life over. Well, he's the one that comes in the door with his special force or special ops. Spoiler alert, slight for the start. Well, I mean, they, yeah. they show it. And then in the trailer, they show this. He's standing over Mia. Yeah, but like and they, Ethan's the, like yelling and yeah. he shoots her. But like so, the moments before, the, that moment right before that, was that shocking. Is, it's super intense. Yeah. yeah, super intense. So the only reason why I shared that is because my thoughts on the game, one of the reasons why I like Resident Evil, while sometimes the story gets ridiculous and what always hooked me from the very beginning, the very first one did it, was the mystery. And they do a good job. Whether they have a good payoff, that you can debate on some of them. They don't always have a good payoff, but a lot of them they do. Um, they always have a good mystery that hooks you, that mm-hmm. makes you go, okay, I'm about ready to endure 7 to 15 hours, depending on which game you're playing, of agony and pain. But I want to see how this plays out. Yeah. Um, and they have nailed that with this one as well. So they hook you, and that's why I explained in the beginning. They hook you with the beginning, like, why is Chris doing what he's doing? Uh, without spoiling it, Mia's acting a little weird before she gets shot. So you want to know what's what? Why was she acting the way she acting? I really like that. By the way, they're back and forth of yeah. the husband wanting to work out this crazy trauma they just went the through. The trauma, and she yeah. keeps snapping at him like there's yeah. nothing wrong with my memory, and she doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. So that was I wanted to like see what happens there, but of course they well if that you conversation for you. If you wander around the house, there's some things that, like, Ethan kind of, like, yeah. talks out loud. So, like, there's, like, can you go into the bathroom and there's some meds lying there? Yeah. So, it's, like, and, again, combining that with the events of Seven, if they're following the path of, you know, the, her getting the, uh, you know, the injection there. Well, like, the baby, there's some kind of results they're waiting for for the baby, for Rose. Right. And they got some kind of test done. So, they're waiting for those results when right. everything goes down. Right, right, and then there's like kind of like a quick flashback and things. So like, yeah, there, there's there's this connection to me right, where Derek. like good mystery, that, yeah, that happens in the beginning. That whole moment, everything just right then, right in the beginning, the first like what 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. It's yeah. like whoa, okay, and then that's what thrusts forward like the actual like what you're doing in the game, which and then is then um, you have the Rose. other mystery of is why is the village behaving the way they are? Yeah. Why right. are who are these people? Like, because according to them, everything was fine just a little yeah. bit ago. And Until then they, they praise this, yeah. what is it, Mother Miranda? Miranda. I don't her name. But, anyways, they praise her, and now Mother Miranda. And yeah. then now that this baby has arrived, everything's acting different. So, yeah, Mother Miranda is now like leading the villains, apparently. Yes. Yeah. So, the there's a lot of mystery to the game. So, for me, story wise, and I heard from some reviews they do a good job, but they also fail in some areas. So I'm curious to see if I agree with what they failed with, failed in, and what they did a good job with. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, the highlight for this game is, yeah, I agree with Dan. Graphically, it's 
it's amazing. I'm playing it on both. I'm mainly on PS5 right now. I'm five hours in on my PS5 playthrough. Um, and I'm about 45 minutes to an hour in on my PC. But I'm just going to okay. set the PC one aside until I finish PS5. Um, I just wanted to see how it looked. Yeah. And I made a post about it, but I'll explain here. First of all, I was already blown away by PS5. Now, I don't think the ray tracing versus the the 4K 60 frames per second looked good enough to take to to drop my frames per second. So I ended up flipping the ray tracing off. I felt like so. It wait, looked... if you turn ray tracing off, it automatically goes to 4K because I didn't see that 4K 60 frames option. Did I miss that? Yeah, if you turn off ray tracing, it locks at 60 frames per Where, second. Does it tell you that somewhere? Or you just knew that. No, I already knew it. I, I think they had this mentioned game it at is, some By point the way, sure. this game is definitely not native 4K okay. on either option. It's probably well, 18. I'm only saying that because I wanted to see it in a nice resolution, but I really wanted it to be buttery smooth with the frame rate. Then you want to turn it, ray tracing off. The ray tracing is on my default, and I wish they would communicate that to you in there. Like, hey, you yeah. can control your frames per second and your resolution by... Like, have it in parentheses at the bottom or That's something. That's really annoying that they didn't do yeah. that. But okay. The way it works is, um, with ray tracing on, it runs at the same 4K, which, by the way, it's cannot be native 4K, because I can tell the difference, especially with my PC. So it's probably 1800p or whatever. I'm, I think uh, Digital Foundry did did a thing already so i'll go check it out if i'm wrong i'm wrong but i from what i was seeing i saw the little i call them spider webs it's when i can see the little squares the little wave, where it's the like hey you didn't stop. fill that all in so it's not 4k it's not native 4k especially like dark shadows you mean yeah like okay. if you look at the snow you can see where the mud and the snow mix you can see yeah. little squares anyway so um it's 4k what they call 4k Yep. And then it's 30 to 60 frames per second if you have ray tracing on. Meaning, they told you when they advertised that it's 45 frames per second, but it's unlocked. So there are times where it'll hit 60 and times where it'll drop to 30. So most of the time you're at the 40 to 45 range. It's not a huge drop. That's still good, by the way. I'm not knocking it. I just prefer, I was like, you know, if I'm going to play on the console... I don't see much of a drop-off visually because it's still obviously the same P's, or at least that's what it looks like. And I don't see much of a difference in the lighting because um, it has good lighting with or without ray tracing. I'd rather have my locked 60 frames per second. I'd rather stay consistent and be smoother. So I went with well, that I do wanna, Now I want to turn it on and off in that castle, especially as you're... There's different candles Dude. and stuff glowing, and there's so many different, like all the crown molding and the gold. Yeah. That's you have decorated. to do it in the main menu, so it kind of makes it a pain in the ass. It's hard to see it side by side, I guess. But, but you can't. Yeah, I am, I am you curious. have to bop out of the main menu, turn oh it, and reload. Do you? Look at it, and then you have to go back to the I main menu. I swear I've but, seen when I just pause the game and go into the settings, it lets you turn yeah. it on and off. No. It loads fast because of the little SSD. SSD! SSD. Yeah. So you can only um, do the main menu. Okay. Um, but so yes, visually, visually, it's amazing. It's, it yeah. looks great. It runs good, whether you want 30 to 60 frames per second. So right the options the are there for next scene gen. After, it's, it's the first scene where you really control. It's outside of your house. The first scene that you're not in your house and you're controlling. Mm. And, and you're walking through the snow and it's yes. so dark. And you're trying to make your way through the woods. 
And it's a combination of the sound effects. And by the way, wear headphones if you've got them for this yeah. game. Sound Do you guys have uh, like 3D type headf- the no, headphones? No, I just have now. pretty basic yeah. ones. But they it's, still sounded great. It's terrifying, too. Yeah. <laughs> so terrifying. going through that, those woods, the right amount of fog that they put in. Yep, so it's yep, hard yep. to see too far in front of you. And and then the things that they have move. I mean, it's just yeah. it's a great setup for what you know is going to Har- be a freaky, freaky game. With horror games, like lighting is so unbelievably important. Yeah, and and um and just sound is is like super important also, and right. like when when they nail the sound, so like you know sounds coming from the the actual like direction that they wanted to come from, and especially in a in a moment like that where like it's the beginning of the game, you don't have any weapons, you're right. sort of you're you're like in this unknown, you're like you don't even know what the hell's. It looks like the uh, the van had tipped over that he was yeah. being transported yeah. in. Yeah. So you know, and it's just it's terrifying, and and yeah, it's the sticks are being cracked as they're being trampled over because there's something out there just right there yeah and then all those crows that are hung up and most of them are dead um but i will say this if you're if you're like me and these games have been hit or miss with you over the years and sometimes the most unappealing part is at the beginning not because of the setting the setting's great yeah but it's when you first get a gun and they throw the first enemies at you and you're like i only have eight bullets and he has seven bullets to take down (laughs) And it's yeah. just very frustrating. But they're doing that on purpose. Like, they want you to feel scared and helpless at the beginning. And once you get through some of those moments, it's actually not that many in this one. I think this one's so, actually pretty pretty nice to you about it. Then there's a big chase sequence where, again, it feels overwhelming. Like, they're, uh, this is impossible. I can't get through this. You're kind of not supposed to. So just all right. get as so best I, you can. I the wanted game. to ask the both of you because I had, like, a just a stupid mo- – I felt so stupid because I was like, I, I kind of feel like I should have – gotten this but i just wasn't getting it i thought i was supposed to be finding some sort of path or nook to crawl through or something i i wasted like so, a few bullets there and i didn't realize it's one of those yeah oh, no i wasted i wasted a bunch yeah, yeah but then i was like oh all okay. right i'm probably not oh, the only one i wasted that, a bunch did that happen to you Derek? what what part are you yeah, talking about where the lichens at the beginning yeah. in the village no you have to kill a certain amount for it to, to activate nope. no you don't have to I just her. ran around. I played it twice, and I ran around one time not shooting, purposely saving my bullets, and it was not activating the scene. Hmm. I had to kill, like, five lichens, and then the big one finally was like... One of them, no, I'm sorry, not the big one. One of them finally threw me, and it activated the cutscene, and I was like, oh. It could be, it could be that you kill a certain number and yeah. and then run around for a, little, a certain amount of time. That's what I, I'm saying. I had, I had killed a few, nothing had happened, and then I tried to follow the stream that I, I thought it opened. Yeah. So basically... For a good two or three minutes, the second time I played it on PC, because I knew what was happening, and I was yeah. like, "I'm not wasting my bullets." I, I and it didn't activate anything, and I even got to where he was stuff. gonna kill me. I got you. So I had to use health, and I'm like, "This isn't doing it." So I finally yeah. shot like four of them, and I let Big Daddy take out a couple. I picked up all the the, the loot that they drop, and then finally one of the lichens grabbed me yeah. and threw me. So I do think See, it has something you. built in where it's like you got to yeah. kill. Three or four of them, or that something. that part I thought was slightly frustrating because it just didn't seem super obvious. Um, yeah, they don't give you any guidance. But it was a cool part nonetheless, especially when he jumps down. He's just all up in your face, like yeah. There's just some. There's a lot of like just in your face moments, and and that's you know with first person perspective games, that's something I can appreciate, even though I prefer third person. Just like those really intimate moments where like you're seeing all the detail in the faces, which by the way, when we see real quick or like, it's like a minute or two, that moment where you're basically seeing like all kind of the main cast of, uh, of villains there. Yeah. Um, 
what did you guys think? Because there's that, there's like that little, you know, I don't want to say too much, but there's that little person, that little thing. Yeah, that was super, super cool, right? But yeah. creepy, but like super cool. And yeah, yeah. No, that's the stuff I was going to talk about is like um, the banter. Yeah, there's just one scene. I'm not I'm not spoiling it. I'm not going to say what they say. I'm not going to even talk about what they talk about. But just the banter between this group of whatever you want to call them monsters <laughs> is not something you see in a Resident Evil game that right. I thought was funny. Nothing exactly. like hilarious. Like they weren't saying anything hilarious. Right. They were just bickering and bantering with like each other. Like a family. They seemed like, a, and you find yeah, out like the, there is like the bakers, like right? A little bit, but like yeah. a bit more humor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I thought it was, I thought it was funny. I also kind, kind of, of, the daughters have some funny moments. Like as they're early in the game, they, one at a time, they kind of start following you a little bit, and you have yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> you have to shoot them a few times to get them to disperse because they can kind of dissipate and then come back together. Yep. Um, and then you have to get to, you have to escape basically the first few times you encounter them. But anyway, some of the stuff they were saying, I actually thought like this is pretty clever writing. Like some of the stuff they're saying to yeah. me, like this is not, this is not the same writing. I'm sorry, as the really cheesy entries like Resident Evil Two and some of the older ones like where they didn't really try to make the writing super clever. They were just trying to do the basic level of communicating the story. Sure. This feels like they actually put some real thought into the dialogue. And I love it. I, I, I'm finding it to be very entertaining, uh, quite entertaining. Yeah. That's again, that, that is why with seven and then this one, even just the beginning, it's just, they do feel like th- there, there is the spirit of resident evil, but like, they do feel like it's like kind of like a, almost like a reboot, so to speak. But it's still being this connected to the universe, you know? Feels like the most ambitious one they've ever done. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They really like zoned in on, okay, we made seven. Seven's kind of, it's, it's, it's good. We did something different, but it's kind of more, it's a little bit smaller. Like, exactly. really, you can beat seven and six. Th- I mean, if you're really good at the game, you can beat it in, like, two or three hours. But, like, the first time you play through it, seven to, at max, nine to ten hours. Um, Because all the areas are kind of small. You can get through them pretty quick with the puzzles and stuff like that. Yeah, once you know where items are, of course. Yeah, and then when you're doing playthrough two and three, like I did, I think the third playthrough I did on the Xbox this year, I think I beat it early this year. I beat it in like four or five hours. Like yeah, it yeah. was like I knew what I was doing. Yeah. But like my point is is they this took is seven and yeah. then they took four, which four is probably the longest one of the longest ones they've yeah. they've ever made. Yep. And they've really combined them in all areas and then try to improve on it. I'm not saying like yeah. I said, I haven't beat the game. I'm probably close to halfway through because I've finished the two, the first two areas. So there's four like bosses basically. I've finished two of them off, mm-hmm. which I'm not gonna spoil the second one, um, but just know that it it nails what it's trying to do. Yeah. Um, and it's not like what you experience with Lady Big D. So I do think it's cool that the way that they they both games have a very different vibe. So Seven feels yeah. like certain like it's set in louisiana so you feel like you're in this swampy bayou horror movie and it's terrifying in all the right ways and this one feels much more like you are van helsing but you're you don't have the skills yeah. he has so it's kind of well, like not at least not yet they're and in so, europe they're yeah it's, in it's europe, eastern so. europe so it feels yeah. like van helsing you got the lichen element to it by the way and derek don't spoil it if we know this for sure but 
my instinct is that there's not everyone keeps calling lady i don't know how to say her last name it's demetresque so demetresque. you don't pronounce the u which is absurd okay. demetresque so lady demetresque and everyone kept calling her like the gigantic tall vampire lady but I just ha- I just passed a scene where you are looking through a window while she's talking to somebody and she's talking while she's talking to them. She's looking at herself in the mirror and you can totally see her reflection in the mirror. So I'm like, so either either she's a vampire and they just don't care about that detail because the Resident Evil vampires that doesn't like or yeah. she's yeah. not. And the vampire thing was just I mean, it's obviously some some mutation of the virus. The, the, it's obviously it's something involving a virus. It's, you know, the. It's got, yeah, it I'm has gonna to spoil be. it, but you know, you know you'll get it's to not see that her. I'm you'll sure. get to see her true form eventually. I'm sure, it's not that straightforward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, been... I'm really digging the like the Eastern European small village, creepy castle. And by the way, the castle design is absolutely stunning. Like it's oh, yeah. so so good. And I am curious to see if I turn ray tracing off, while I still get that same. Like everything has this sheen to it, and it just yeah. it feels like I'm. You know, I feel like Belle on Beauty and the Beast. You know, I'm just wandering this big empty castle. Yeah, this terrifying <laughs> castle with vampire broads. Wondering when the you. beast is going to attack me. But anyway, I so I'm loving the vibe. The visuals are really, really great. The The gameplay, and I've talked about this before with Seven, the gameplay has never been my favorite. Like the way that Re- Resident Evil 4 was the exception because that one played different than the rest of them. That one was much more action RPG, in my opinion, than a lot of them have been. Uh, that being said... I am still enjoying the gameplay of this. It's just still not my favorite. I, I still like something a little faster paced. The shooting is the shooting is really good, but it's still not my cup of tea. Again, so, I mean, a first person and a third person game are going to feel different as absolutely. far as how you're shooting. Um, but absolutely. I do I do appreciate that they brought back the elements from four as far as upgrading your guns. Yeah. Because they well, didn't have that. Like that guy. I like the Duke guy too. The guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's stuff. why it keeps like appearing. I'm like, how'd you fit through that door? <laughs> I can yeah. see myself beating this one three to five times because one of the things that I'm loving about it, um, besides everything I've already talked about, but it's me, I'm loving upgrading the, the the weapons and your character. So um, if mm. you go and the map is so much bigger so that was kind of what i was going to try to get into is they've taken from four as far as like the village and stuff but they've made it like this kind of open mini open hub world um where it's a lot of things are blocked off but you can eventually unlock them as you progress to the game small roads right it's like small little european roads connecting all the different like people's yards their houses and stuff yeah and there's usually secrets and treasures like i went like, after I finished the second area, um, I went back because there's a part of the second area in the beginning where you clearly can... You're supposed to have an item that you can place to unlock a treasure. Mm. And I was like, okay, I don't have this item. So I got the item from somewhere else, and I was like, oh, I need to go back to that area. Well, when I went back, a nice... I'm not going to spoil it... A surprise. It wasn't just, hey, let me go back here and get my treasure. There was more to it than that. That's That's never been in the other games. And I'm like, they have really, really fixated on making this feel like a bigger experience. Even though the Metroid-esque. Yeah. Even though the world's not much bigger, it's still very linear. And like I said, they still block you off, whether it's locked doors or a bunch of things in your way that they want you to get items to 
to unlock later or, or access later. The way they've made me feel like I'm not just going from one area to the next just to progress the story. I'm exploring. I'm yeah. going, okay, well, how do I get that treasure? Oh, I can't. But the key to that is they've given you a lot of space, but there's no wasted space. So and a lot mm. of games do that. They have this huge like 100 by 100 area, but they're only going to put items and things of interest in 20 by 20. Right. And the rest of it's just there so they can say, look at this big open space we've given yeah. you. And so I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you 100%. I actually like that they give you the guardrails and some of those video game techniques to keep you in a certain small enclosed space. It's still big enough that there's plenty to explore. Like you said, even at the beginning, you go buy some gates and some things that you're like, well, I guess I can come back here later. There's yeah. something back there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I, some people hate that. I love that. Cause then it's like, okay, this game's well, going to have some exploring and unlocking to do. I like that's, that. That's one of the aspects that I, that's one of the main aspects I love about resident evil is the sort of like, not full-on Metroidvania, like, kind of, you know, map yeah. style, but, like... And it's, it's not usually, it, like, an ability as enough. much, right? It's usually more right. like find a key. Yeah. yeah, but it's just, I I like kind of that idea of exploring and, and, and you're you're progressing further and you're feeling rewarded for progressing further, further by finding a certain item and then remembering, oh, right, that door all the way back there. So then you go back and they'll usually throw in a couple extra enemies just to throw you off your game because, like, oh, but I thought I killed everyone, you know, all the way back there. But then it's like now you're backtracking, but obviously some some other things have popped up. So just to kind of throw you off. Um, yeah, that... That, that little bit of Metroidvania style kind of like map building or whatever you want to call it um, has always been something that like Resident Evil has done. And I, I that's one of my favorite things about it is is just kind of that exploration and feeling rewarded and, and finding like the best guns because like usually the best guns are later in the game. But like if you've paid attention and you found certain items, certain keys, whatever, done certain puzzles, then you get like the big badass gun that you can kill something in like one shot, you know, like the Magnum. I, think I already got to find the Magnum. Yeah. So I'm only halfway through the game, and I've already unlocked like six or seven guns. Yeah. Nice. Uh, granted, I bought the digital deluxe, so it came with a gun. Well, um, I mean, buy um, it for Wesker's got Wesker's gun, right? The Samurai yeah. Edge. It's the, yeah, it's the one that only costs two hundred, which is awesome. Yeah, Samurai Edge. That thing's massive. <laughs> but I have, I have, including the Samurai Edge, I have three pistols. I have two shotguns. I have a sniper rifle. And I have a grenade launcher. So I have seven guns. Yeah. Um, I've upgraded my inventory a couple of times. I've upgraded my most of my guns. Not all of them. Like sniper rifle, I don't bother with because I'm like, I'll only use it when I'm forced to. But all the other ones, like the shotguns, the pistols. Now, they do limit. Like, they don't. you don't get a pistol and then they give you the ability to fully upgrade it. Right. They give it to you based off of like where you're at in the game. So you might be able to to upgrade each uh, department one time, and then the next yeah. time you go through another section of the game, you'll come back to the Duke, and he'll have another. Yeah, he'll section. say I have some new items and new upgrades. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they do a good job of capping you where you can't be completely OP in this game, but. Also, like I'll I tell you, the quarantine hit that Duke guy pretty bad. He was in great shape before he got <laughs> locked down for COVID. I love how realistic his fat belly is. Like, <laughs> literally, like, yeah. it's got dents in it. It's yeah, it, it looks like a fat, fat dude. Yeah, he's 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 a big dude. He's a big fella for sure. So it is, all, by all the way, there the are. Front. If you're gonna play this game, if you're listening and haven't really gotten into it yet, um, don't feel scared about selling the treasure like you don't have to keep that for any reason just sell that because that's what you use you can upgrade stuff pretty early on if you sell I mean, that stuff 
it usually says in the description, like, oh, this is worth something, or you can sell it. Like, it'll say the word, like, sell or something. The only thing that's worth doing is going to your menu, highlighting that item, and when you click on it, if all the only option you see is examine and it's called treasure, you can sell it. Like, some of them, and I looked this up just to be sure, some of them apparently you can combine to make something that's worth even more to sell. Ah. Okay, so that, there's some treasure. Yeah, there's there's that's two that I've already done. There's some treasure um, that when you go into your item and you can combine those, and they're both now it's worth more than either in one fact. Of okay, so I'll I'll say good. this because this isn't a spoiler, but it'll help people if they actually are playing the game, and it could help you too. When you're exploring the village after Lady D, you should find a doll body. You can sell the doll body, or you can go through the second area. And after the second area, if you have a key item, so you have to get this from the village before you go in the second area. But after you finish the second area, you can use that key item in the the area right after the second area, and you'll unlock her head. And if you combine the, the body with the head, you get, I think, 20000 If you sell them individually, you get, like, a total of 5000 Yeah. So they're, they're basically encouraging I'll- you... Be patient. Don't sell pieces. Just check out, yeah, just check out the details. If it says I mean, combine as an option, just hang on I, to it. If I'm ever buying a body off someone, I want the head too. You know, same. I don't. I don't want totally just the same. body. So. Totally I always same. just want the head, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're a sick bastard. So I think it's fair to say, based on our first impressions here, and Derek's farthest into it, and he thinks he's maybe halfway. You might not even be quite halfway. It's hard to know how long that second half is going to be. Yeah. Um, the, the second two. I do think Derek's Lady D's area is going to be the biggest. That's how they normally do it. They're like, well, she's the a big lady, area. so she needs a lot of area. First area, <laughs> we're going to make it the most spectacular. The second area was way shorter, but without spoiling it, spoiling it. It's super creepy. They did a really good job of making it different and nailing that whole thing that I wouldn't want to be there longer than I will. <laughs> the third area I'm trying to get into right now, um, I imagine that that was their goal. I think they were in the Duke kind of intros. Eventually, he tells you about all four of these characters. Sure. And so he's kind of letting you know each well, one I of them think is different. The They're, opening kind of tim burton-esque lore that they tell you yes yeah i yeah, have yeah. a feeling my don't tell me if i'm right or wrong maybe you've already learned this derek i don't know but as soon as i saw that i was like i bet you each of them represent mm. one of these big bads that we're looking at so anyway i just i thought that was really cool by the way the animation was completely really cool. forgot to even mention that that yeah, that was yeah. really well done and it had total tim burton vibes for sure absolutely so, definitely yeah. Yeah. For, so for everything that. about this game is amazing i even told tim the other day i was like you know I think he was trying to convince me to like return on. I'm like, oh look, he said it correctly. Hey, go away, fanboy. Returnal's amazing. And, and I basically just told him I was like, dude, I don't care about video games right now. I'm real apathetic about everything. Like I just don't care. This is the first game. Like I actually took work off, and then I even said to myself, I was like, why are you taking work off? Like you don't even care about games. Like as excited as you say you are about Resident Evil, you're probably gonna start it and just be like, I don't care. The whole day, I was just like Resident Evil, Resident Evil. Like that's <laughs> right, all I want to play. So yeah. it's it's definitely yeah, sure I'm apathetic, but I think it's just I'm apathetic because a lot of the games that are out, I just don't care about. Like I yeah. I like some of them, but I don't love them. This one I'm yeah. completely. Well, like, you and I love this series, and I mean, yeah. 
you know, this is like the biggest, the biggest, like you said, the most ambitious one. It looks very interesting. It We're playing it now. It is interesting. Like it's, it definitely seems like a great game. And so now you're excited because it's like, the, it's, it's basically the, the first thing I've had place. playing uh, a Resident Evil game. Yeah. Like they really nailed seven and four. Seven was really, I mean, it had action in it, but it was really a lot of horror. Um, yes. And creepiness with and boss fights, lots of horror and creeping yeah. around and stuff, and then a boss fight. But yeah. four had what this game has. It had both. Yeah. They did a good job with action and horror. It was more action than horror. Well, to be the honest. reason I thought of four as more of an action RPG is because you didn't just do a bunch of quiet stuff, sneaking around, and then had a huge boss fight. And I hope you're good at the game now because this boss is going to be hard. Seven did that a little bit, and that was a little frustrating. Where it's like. We're not going to really give you a lot of experience with combat, but we are going to expect you to do pretty well in these boss fights. So that was a little frustrating with 7. Not a lot, but a little bit. 8 is already showing me that they're going to throw little mobs at you to get you used to shooting guns and know which ones are good. 4 did that a lot. You know, 4, like you are talking about, 4 did a good job of letting you really get good at the combat, too. And so, to me, that's a really important part of making the gameplay fun, is give me a chance to really work out the systems, upgrade my stuff, and then try it out. Upgrade my stuff, and then try it out. Yeah. So, yeah, and this, and this game feels like you're getting stuck or whatever, um, then you have the option to explore. You, like, go explore, go level up your character, in a sense, which we didn't really talk about it, but there's animals in this game to kill when you... Oh, yeah, dude, um, hunting. You can hunt animals yeah. for food. Like, so that's if you insane. get that food, you can then take it to the Duke, and he'll make you a meal, and those meals will increase your health permanently, uh, improve your defense, all those things that in 7, a lot of that was you would find, like, an injection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you found the injections, you, you would be Which able to Which didn't help. feel as RPG. The hunting yeah. and eating a meal just feels more... Um, are they yeah. are they all permanent buffs or is it like temporary and permanent buffs with the food? Uh, the one I the only one I've unlocked so far was a permanent health increase. Okay, and I saw another one say it permanently See. increases your health majorly. That's cool. This so. is this is what's so cool, and it it, it absolutely again it just I can't stress it enough that it's literally like Resident Evil Seven mixed with Four. It's 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 like the arcadey role playing aspects of Four that they were trying to do with Four, but then like the horror like Seven was trying to get back to the roots of like just being terrified in a Resident Evil game because yeah you and know <laughs> yeah because Five wasn't really terrifying it was tense but it wasn't terrifying Six wasn't really terrifying except for like maybe that first mission with leon where he's in a town and there's zombies but like six was you know whatever um so it's like they they're getting they're trying to get back into the roots of of the series and and this is like a good combination of of like again four and seven it's it's see i want to i want to also praise it i know i've been praising it a lot but i really mean everything i'm saying i'm not just trying to be a fanboy like even lady d's house like one of the things i couldn't stand about two and three and she's obviously the same type of character. Is she's she gets to a point where you piss her off, you you make yeah. her mad. She knows you're there, and she's you're always mad. making ladies like, mad. So she yeah. gets really mad at you. Yeah, and so she decides she's going to find you, and yep. so she'll start walking the house looking for you, like just like certain other characters in two and three did. Ugh. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's annoying because I absolutely hate it. Seven. They did it in seven too. But go ahead. Yeah. But but I feel like in seven and in this one they do a better job of like 
making them less annoying. Like two and three, they were absolutely annoying. <laughs> now, I will say this. Sir X is terrifying. She trapped me a couple times. I'm like, and I literally said this. I'm not just saying this to be funny on the show. I was like, listen, fat ass, you're literally blocking. <laughs> All I, right. can't, I can't run away from you. You've she's got not fat. She's big boned. I'm right? trying to walk past you and your fat ass is blocking me and I can't go anywhere. Why are you so, so intimidated by a full bodied woman? Okay. Well, he just is. It's because she so can intimidated step on, by a full-bodied woman. It's because she can step on him, which is what the internet wants. They want to be stepped on by her for some I'm reason. I'm not attracted to her. Like, <laughs> you know, I like actually, her body. I don't fun, like that she's 12 foot fun, tall, and I funny, don't even like her face. Funny aside, I was playing that part well, where she's a fascinating character, like a really well designed, really interesting character. Good I film. love her daughters. They they were hot, and they were like they, they were, were so funny. lustful for me the whole time. There's like. Oh, your blood! I can't wait to. Can't that um, wait your blood. That that scene. That scene where they. <laughs> like, drag... I don't even know if I want to beat you guys. I kind of want to just get your phone numbers. See what's that, going. That scene where they drag you into her bedroom and they're kind of like interrogating you and then they hang you up. Like my wife was sitting on the couch, like yeah, watching that scene with me, and, and I was like, I was like, oh, like you know, that's that tall, uh, that's the tall vampire lady. You know, uh, the internet wants to have sex with her they they want her to step on you and have sex and she's like i don't understand she's she's not attractive look at her she has to duck under the doorway she's huge not attractive. <laughs> like, it, i was like okay yeah sure i don't i don't get it either but you know to me it's become just a, a funny ongoing joke it's sure just a meme. i think that's what yeah, it is yeah. no of course yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and i do think a, a lot of girls think that guys want like these skinny chicks there's more guys i think like me like when I date girls, I'm like, especially like if I'm on a dating app, I'm like trying to see if you got those curves. That's all I care about. <laughs> what what is that like creepy just... chin rubbing? Like you got those. Curves. Yeah. You got those curves. <laughs> all right. Before we derail back into Derek's dating life, let's wrap this up with our final, or I guess so far our first impressions of it. If you haven't picked up on it already, all three of us are really loving it. And what's cool about that is that it's coming from two guys who know the series well and already love it. But if anyone's going to have a critical eye for it, it's going to be you two because you've played all of them. And if they yeah. drop the ball, you'd be able to call it out. And then there's someone like me. I don't even really like horror games in general that much. Like they're fine, but they've never they never really do it for me because either sure. either they're not convincing enough to be truly scary and kind of get my adrenaline going or they're just not that fun to play. Like yeah. a good example, not trying to take a shot at Microsoft, but the medium it, it was spooky, but it was not fun to play. Oh, and terrible. So, yeah. And so well, as I'm playing this, I'm going, I'm not expecting the medium, that small dev team, to do this. I get it. That's a totally unfair comparison. But when I'm playing a spooky game and it's fun to play and there's a yeah. ton of mystery in the story, medium had some pieces of that. But, man, this, this game is just knocking it out of the park for me. And I wasn't expecting it. I was trolling you guys on text earlier. I was going to tell you how it's overrated. It's sure. not. This game 100% deserves all the love it's yeah. getting. I'm a little well, surprised that some of the, you know, sevens and low eights that some people are scoring it. Because um, I, I think it's a nine easily if you if yeah. you play it with an open mind. Well, I'm not a, I'm not super into horror either, Tim. But, like, Resident Evil is just different for me because it's it's the balance of it's a horror game. But, like, you're playing a character who's in a position where they can at least try to defend themselves and escape the situation, you know? Because yeah, you, have, yeah. you have guns oh, and weapons. Just and also... wait, boys. Just wait. <laughs> well, I mean, then there's always the scenes where you're in a compromising situation. Like, when he's, you know, he's... He's got the like handcuffs or whatever, and he's and trying listen, to. I can handle you know. a good horror story, even one that 
surprises you and a character like uh, even in a movie like cabin in the woods i thought was a great horror movie like when done well a good horror story even if it catches me off guard and doesn't have that perfect you know fairy tale ending i'm okay with that like just do a good job with it and make it a fun experience so so far this is delivering i, I have confidence it's gonna keep doing that I mean, so this will be a this will be a fun one this might be the first game of the year discussion at the end of the year where I'm actually chiming in in support of Resident Evil, a Resident Evil game being up there pretty high because we'll I'm loving like it. I'm loving it. Resident Evil games have a way of starting strong and finishing weak. I did watch, I think some reviewers say that that they're like well, it starts super strong I mean, and they of, always they yeah. always end up in some underground lab, right? So, you know, <laughs> that's we'll see. I'm yeah. hoping they went away from that and I could I don't see know, 7 didn't have the strongest ending if you were to like compare it to the rest of the game but it still was a satisfying conclusion i will say it got beat up a little bit more than it should have like my first time playing it i didn't like the ship um yeah the ship was it wasn't that it wasn't like interesting it was it was was very creepy yeah i think i just got to a place where i was like oh this is like frustrating like well, the game seems like it's going to end at that moment, right? Like it, you just yeah. did a you just did a boss fight that seemed like it could be a final boss fight. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, no, OK, this this is not the end. I was so, ready for it to be yeah. over at that point. Yeah. So it was a little frustrating for me for that. But otherwise, yeah, it's fine. So anyway, well, what I, I was going to say is after high. playing it a second and third time, it was way less frustrating. I actually oh, okay. enjoyed it more. I got you. Because yeah. I think it the the ship is actually frustrating because of the levels. Mm. in the way you had to 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 move Choke up through the windows and all that yeah. the, ele- the elevator and yeah. all that it yeah, was yeah, a yeah. very frustrating area it was well done as far as creepy it wasn't a huge area but they did make you go back and forth a bunch which was a little annoying yeah but, they they made it tedious it was almost yeah. like hey we realize we only have like a three-hour game we probably should make this area really what if you make them go back and then come back over here well and then go back over there f- f- it's yeah. funny that you say that f- and i think i brought this up before right Resident Evil Village, I don't think was originally going to be a Resident Evil game. I, I think it was going to be a, a new a new game entirely, not connected to the series. And then I think they kind of wrapped Van it Helsing. into, yes, Van Helsing, exactly. So, you know, I don't know if that's entirely, I don't know if that's totally true, but that maybe that was maybe the some of the concept art started separate as a separate project, and then maybe mm-hmm. they integrated. Who knows? All right, well, we're going to wrap. Good job, though. I would give it a high nine so far. My experience, I've loved everything, and. When we're done with this, I'm gonna jump back on. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive back in tonight too. For me, it's sitting at that nine out of ten range. The only thing keeping it from being like if everything I'm saying is positive, so why wouldn't I give it a ten out of ten? Well, like I said before, the gameplay of this first person style game is still not quite my favorite. Like the gunplay, the way that, you know, the aiming speeds and all that kind of stuff, still not my personal favorite. But it's not bad. It's just not my my favorite. But I still mm-hmm. like it a lot. It's about a nine out of ten for me so far. I, I, I'm digging it. All right, well, that does it for us this week. I'll let you guys get back to your Resident Eviling. I'll also go back to some Returnaling at some point. I'll do that too. Hey, Returnaling, that's normal. Returnaling. And I think next week uh, we'll probably give any updated impressions we have on it. I'm sure Derek will be on playthrough number four by then. Um, Dan too, maybe. Who knows? Because um, he does uh, fly through games. I'll have finished Returnal a second time, Tim, before you even finish Before I even all. get to that third boss. <laughs> So, um, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, too, for staying up late to talk. We'll see you next time. Lady D 